all types of stuff. And then my homeboy introduced me to insurance and I'm an opportunity. So I was like, bet, let's go. Cause I knew I could just lock in and focus on it. So now mm -hmm. the insurance is pretty much the only thing that I really do. Um, to be real. And yeah, so I'm building that yeah, so, crazy. So wait, so the marketing agency thing, like you, you done with that? Or like you still got ties to it? You said that was your business, right? Yeah, so that that was my business. I still had that as a business. I had, bro, I was having clients like just coming out the woodworks out of nowhere. You feel me? Um, and I was making good money. Like, bro, my, my first month with my marketing agency, I made like seven, eight grand. <laughs> And I didn't know. I was like, okay, that works. And I just kept on doing it. But, bro, insurance is just, like, more sustainable. Um, okay. You know, um, I believe it's important to know the type of entrepreneur that you are. Uh, and I am what you would call more of a intrapreneur, meaning that I like to have entrepreneurial, like, ideas and do entrepreneurial things but i like to be involved in something that is already built i don't want to put no systems together like none even though i'm good at it i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay thanks what's up all in family it's trent here what i need you to do is like share and save on instagram and we got plenty of new content on youtube so go check that out hit us with a like hit us with a comment share that all that good stuff. We want to thank y'all for supporting. We gonna continue to go all in. Y'all do the same. Peace. All in audio experience. Your all in audio experience. Where you at, Trent? Yes, sir. In the apartment with it. Oh man. So I'm gonna need y'all to like, share, and comment because we got a special guest this evening. We got the Jada Steele in the building. Yes, sir. So Jada, she got a lot to share with us today. She got a company that she done brought up. She also got some skills in marketing. She got a whole lot of knowledge, entrepreneurial spirit for real. We about to get into it. George just gave a great introduction. So, I mean, go ahead and I guess introduce yourself a little bit and, <laughs> and you know, give a little, okay, cool. a little, add a little spice to what he did. <laughs> All right, Batman. I, I'll try to make it a little spicy for you. So, um, what's up, guys? Uh, my name is Jada Steele, 23-year-old entrepreneur. Um, I'm from Huntsville, but I did move to Georgia about eight or nine months ago. But Jordan, that's my boy. So, every time, you know, I, I came in tomorrow one time I saw him, I was like, wait a minute. What's up, bro? You know, so um, he knows I've always been entrepreneurial. So, he was like, hey, what's up? pull up like hop on the podcast i'm like man no problem let's get down what's up so yeah like i've been entrepreneurship my entire life pretty much um i was a kid doing entrepreneurial things then i grew up into a teenager doing entrepreneurial things now i'm adult doing entrepreneurial things um i just love entrepreneurship i love what it stands for um and i love what you're able to create and the person that you have to become in order to reach the goals that you want to reach so I'm just a ball of energy who knows for a fact I'm going to be a millionaire by 25. So, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, I mean, like, you already spoke on, like, as a kid, teenager, and now. So what was, like, the first, I mean, entrepreneurial thing that you kind of did growing up that triggered it or, like, somebody that you saw that inspired you to get into, you know, being an entrepreneur? Okay, cool. Um, so in response to the first thing that you said, one of the first things I remember doing entrepreneurially, um, if my family used to cuss, I used to have to put, I, I used to tell them to put a dollar in like a drawer or something. I don't remember it too vividly because I was super young, but I do remember that I was most definitely doing that. And then as I started to grow, um, I would like, I would ask my aunt, my grandma's, hey, can I clean your house for some money? Like just different things like that. But both of my parents were entrepreneurs. My dad's an entrepreneur still, and he has a job. And then my mom, she stopped being an entrepreneur to pursue a government job. But then she just turned her entrepreneurial focuses into, like, financial things, like 
insurance and investing and, and things like that. So I grew up with entrepreneurial parents. No other family other than them really much that was into entrepreneurship. Maybe some other ones, but they're a little bit more distant. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, hey, that's all you need to see. Like, the closest people to you, you know, kind of introduced you to that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, now you didn't hit the floor. I mean, hit the ground running from day mm-hmm. one. So, that's what's up. I mean, you spoke on being in Huntsville mm-hmm. and then moving to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What was kind of the, what triggered you to do that? Was it business? Was it like, you know, I need to be in a different environment? Mm. What, was, what was up with that? Man, so, okay. So when I was in high school, um, I started a clothing brand. And in order for I, I had a fade. Like, right now, y'all see me with locks, but I've had every hairstyle in the book. So I had a fade at the time, and my barber's name was Shada Barber. Shout out to Shy. So he used to chop me up, and then he used to buy all my T-shirts and stuff. Um, and, man, crazy enough, I told him, I said, I was like, man, I'm looking for a mentor. And Shaw was like, man, I got to connect you with my boy, David Shands. And I said, man, who is that? And he connected me with him. And once he connected me with him, David really low-key became like my mentor. And at the time, David had built a million-dollar T-shirt company. So I was like, yes, help me. So I'm in high school. I'm 16, 17 years old. Um, I'm doing that. And I remember he had this group called The Morning Meetup. He never made me pay for that group, ever. He made everybody else pay a little cha- a, a little bit of change, but he never made me pay anything. I connected with a lady, and she invited me to a, um. there, there was an Eric Thomas conference, Eric Thomas Speakers Academy, Speakers Conference, or something like that. And she, her husband couldn't go, so she gave me a free ticket. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I had to get my grandma and my aunt to drive me all the way to Atlanta. And after that, I was hooked. Because I saw the entrepreneurial culture. I saw all black people winning. I saw all the Maseratis. I saw all the Ferraris. I saw all the Lambos. I saw all the Corvettes. I saw all the Dior. I saw all the Armani Exchange. You know what I'm saying? I saw all this stuff I like. You know what I'm saying? Look, Dior on the feet. You know, so I saw all those things. And I was just like, I need that. So I've been trying to get to Atlanta since I was like 16, 17 years old. No cap. Um, And... Crazy enough, man, I got a saying is my, my saying is I would rather die on my own sword than give a than ever give another man a chance to stab me. So mm. what that basically Damn, means, that mean? I'm about yeah, to tell yeah, you, bro, yeah. I'm about to put you on. <laughs> so what that basically means is this. You can either make your own decisions, deal with your own mistakes, deal with your own transgressions, deal with your own struggles, or you can sit up here and listen to all these people around you that have not completed the goals that you want to complete, and you can let them stab you. They're going to stab you. They're not going to stab me ever. They're going to stab you, though, because you didn't have the heart to follow your own dreams. So I've always been willing to die on my own sword. I, listen, I don't care to make no – I don't care about making mistakes. I don't, I'm down. So I was like, this is what I got to do. Every time I try to let somebody – every time I try to follow the – the beautiful little golden road to get to Atlanta, it did not work, man. I tried to get, I tried to work at Verizon, tried to get them to transfer me to, to Atlanta, it didn't work. Tried to work at AT&T, tried to get them to transfer me to Atlanta, it didn't work. Moving to Atlanta didn't work until I said, I'm going to do this my way. And then I did it Damn. with no plan. <laughs> no plan, you just jumped and did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you said you got a mentor, and I think a lot of people don't, I guess, understand how valuable that is. But, mm-hmm. like, what would you say? Like, do you think everybody should, like, have a mentor? Um, and how did your mentor kind of change their life? Bro, I'm a full-blown believer of mentorship, like, mentors all the way around. Um, I have a spiritual mentor. I have a financial mentor um, that talks to me about investments and stuff. I have I have entrepreneurial mentors that talk to me about entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, I have a, a relationship mentor that helps me and molds me so I can be better in, like, romantic relationships. Um, I have <laughs> – bro, I have mentors for everything. Like, I have mentors for everything. My, my dad is sitting on the other couch – and he can attest to the fact that I believe in mentors because I got too many courses. 
And I'll be telling him about courses. And I'll be telling everybody about courses. So, yeah, I believe in mentorship. Mentorship, if you don't have, I feel like if you don't have mentorship, it makes it very, very difficult for you to get ahead because without a mentor, you're kind of sort of blind. You're, you're driving down the road and there's potholes, but you don't know how to drive, so you don't know to skip over them. But if you had a mentor, mm-hmm. your mentor would at least like kind of say, hey, you might want to uh, veer to the right a little bit. You better, you about to hit a pothole. You about to have a flat tire. So, yeah, I believe in mentorship wholeheartedly. Without a mentor, I don't know how people out here surviving without them because I can't. I probably stop breathing. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Yeah, they really be like showing you and kind of giving you that blueprint that you need to like really make those, not make the same mistakes that they made. Like yeah. it's the, the best mm-hmm. thing in the world to seek a mentor and wherever you trying to go. Like mm-hmm. so, you know, you know what what's to come, what you need to do to get there, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I agree, one hundred percent. Um, let's go ahead and dive into your the entrepreneurship. Okay. Um. So, you had a t-shirt business, mm-hmm. got a, mm-hmm. you had a marketing business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess kind of tell us, like, how does that, um, how does that work as far as, like, building a business? Like, what are some of the things that you have to do, some of the things that you need as a business owner? Mm-hmm. Um, and being the two sides where he was kind of telling me how um, building it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And then versus like being on the other side where something is already set up for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a lot. But. I got you. I got like, my memory. My memory pretty good, bro. I got you. So, <clears throat> so first things first. When it really you know comes to doing different things, it everything everything when you're doing business is trial and error. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> listen, you might see somebody mm-hmm. that reach success super duper fast. Okay, great. You got somebody that reached success super duper fast. But guess what, though? They're still going to have to deal with struggles at a, at a certain point, too. You might have to deal with your struggles at the very beginning, but they're going to have to deal with their struggles as well, too. So um, I never really look at anybody else's success, and, I, like, I've never experienced jealousy from seeing anybody else's success because one thing that I'm aware of is that you – you you and somebody else could all be trying to get to that top penthouse. Y'all might all be trying to get to the 100th floor. But how you jealous of them because they got to the penthouse before you did when they started on the 30th floor? You started on the second floor. Like, what are you doing? How you going to be jealous? of? You can't be jealous about that. You just got to put your blinders on and focus on you. So yeah. some things I just wish I would have known. Um, hmm. To be honest, I don't wish I would have known anything. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with the information that I knew. But I will say that that's not something that I think other people should necessarily go by. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a avid reader. I'm a avid learner. I'm the person I will go. Yeah, I'll go to the club with you, bro. We can, we can definitely slide to the club and we can drink. But guess what, though? I'm coming back home. I'm gonna get back home at one. I'm gonna get back home at two. Yeah, I got I got stuff to read. <laughs> I got stuff to study. Mm. You feel me? So it, it's kind of hard to say. Like, what do I wish I would have known? I don't wish I would have known anything because I was already reading. I was always reading, so I never felt like I was missing information. Anyways, um, I, oh, well, you know what? I wish I would have understood business credit. If I would have understood business credit when I was in high school, um, right now I would probably have. Not even a probably. I would literally have over six figures sitting in business credit right now if mm. I would have known about it. You know what I mean? But I did not know about it. Um, don't wish I would have known about taxes. Don't wish I would have known about any other other stuff. I wish I would have known about business credit. Show me that. Mm. Um, okay. Hey. So yeah. Hey. Okay. Now, now as you you put a big emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. What exactly is that? What's it going to now? I mean, I'm about to tap into this business credit. Okay, baby, baby, baby. I was like, I want y'all to stay I mean, on that. Okay. Yeah. Because Don't talk about what y'all learned like about business credit. Like, that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Big deal. Business credit is a huge deal. Mm, personal, personal credit is also a huge deal. Personal, all of that. 
So yeah, go ahead and um tap into that like um business credit, like the importance of it mm-hmm. and how do you, you know, build upon that so you can have, you know, like you said, six figures. Oh yeah. So when it comes to business credit, bro, get the education first. It's free. I've had somebody tell me, you got to have empathy for people that don't know. I don't have to have empathy for you. I don't have to have nothing for you. You can use YouTube to search BS. You need to go search YouTube for something that is not BS. I don't have empathy for you if you did not think to search it. That is your business. I just want to make that disclaimer for y'all because I didn't want y'all to think that I actually cared. Because <laughs> people need to go do their due diligence. Um, But, yeah. Like, you, business credit is super important. If you come into the table with 20, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 of business credit, then no, the journey's not going to be perfect, but it's a lot easier to navigate around the business world with five, 10, 20, $30,000 of business credit versus just your personal credit or just your personal income. A lot of us in our community, we don't start off with having credit or we mess the credit up. <laughs> you feel me? So, yeah, I've been on both sides of the coin. I've had the, listen, I've had the 760 and I've had the 560. <laughs> I've had both sides of the coin. <laughs> so, yeah, the credit is a huge thing. If you are in a position right now where you can start working on your personal credit, working on your business credit, you need to start doing that. I don't have a first step for you. I don't have a 10th step for you. I don't have an 80th step for you. The only step I got for you is get on YouTube, go buy a book, go buy a course, and learn. Those are my tips. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, there's um other things I know like you gotta sign up for. Man, I wish I would have had this. Um on tab, I know we was gonna be going straight into the business credit tip. I know, right? <laughs> Talking about your Duns and Bradstreet. Um, that? that yeah, that one for sure. You said D D what? D and B Duns and Bradstreet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so your Duns and Bradstreet number, that right there, that's pretty much just how your business credit score is tracked. That's it. That's all. You just have to sign up, make you an account on there, and it will track your business credit. Mm -hmm. So and that kind of just gives you gives, I guess, the lenders. Uh, I guess the idea of your track record, right? It's just like mm-hmm. a, just to show proof. Mm-hmm. I yes, mean, sir. that you in the system and that you have been um, actively building your credit. What is like one of those key things? A lot of people be like, all right, go get your little business gas card yep. or whatever. Um, what are some of those small things that you can get just to be like, just to build it up a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Exactly that. That right there, that's called a tier one credit card. So you got gas cards, stuff like that. Gas cards are important. Go put your gas on their card and pay that bad boy off. You feel me? That right there is going to raise your business credit score. Um, Home Depot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Home Depot credit card. Tier one. Tier one credit card. Just just like gas. So, yeah, man. Like, that's where, that is going to be one of the first credit cards that people get that does not always require a personal guarantee. A personal guarantee is where you have to use your regular, your personal credit to back that business credit because they don't trust that you're going to pay that money back yet. Mm. She just gave y'all a bar, free game. (laughs) So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's that's good enough on the business credit, Mm -hmm. I would say. I mean, you already said it, but you got to... Gotta do your own research. Gotta put yeah. in that work. As people, well. gotta, people gotta get off Netflix. All this Hulu on <laughs> and Netflix and chilling. Break up with your girlfriend. Break up with your boyfriend. They not helping you make no money. Dip on, dip on them. Just like they say on the little TikToks. And get in your bag. Get on YouTube. Go buy you some books. Oh, and y'all, I know y'all just emptied the pockets on Valentine's Day. On some shorties that's not helping y'all make no money. We try to stay as far away from those as possible. All right? They not helping you make money. They got to go. If they not getting their own bag, they got to go. Especially y'all women. 
I know that y'all helping these dudes. I, listen, I know the type of dudes y'all like. You gotta let them go, sweetie. They're not y'all. Y'all been dealing with these dudes since high school. They they still ain't help y'all make no money. So I ain't with that, bro. <laughs> Can't date folks who ain't get to a bag. <laughs> that's lame. <laughs> hey, that's that's really it, man. That is really it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now we can go ahead and tap into your um, insurance business with the next business that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, so wait, this is my question. Okay, what's um, up? Okay, what was the key the entrepreneur? You said you were a certain type of entrepreneur. Okay, um, I, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. So, go ahead and they, like explain the difference between you know, you know, your type mm-hmm. of entrepreneur and then versus you know some other types. I don't even know mm-hmm. how many is out there. Yeah, you know man, it's a few different out there. I don't remember them all, but there are you know there are different types of personality types, and there are different types of of people. You know, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a humongous component of self-awareness. So I take personality tests all the time. Like, I literally know these personality tests by heart. All of my friends take the personality test, and I will force them to take them. I do not care. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, Jordan, I definitely. I, bro, I was doing this in high school, wasn't I? Yeah, I was like, y'all got to take these She's tests. She's going, like, seven, seven years strong on them. No, no cap. Like, <laughs> y'all, I am a lunatic for the personality tests. I just love them. So as I, okay, so in my entrepreneurial journey, something that I kind of skipped, the journey from the t-shirts to where I am now, in between, I started seeing, like, okay, I thought that I was seeing some good money when I had a job and when I was dealing with the t-shirts. And then I got into network marketing and I said, oh boy, y'all are getting to a bag that was the first time that I ever heard of like a 20 year old 21 year old making like 50,000 a month 100,000 a month and I was like this is this is crazy um and I was in network marketing I did not realize that in network marketing the reason I was able to be so successful in network marketing is because I was considered a an intrapreneur an intrapreneur pretty much means that you come into systems and businesses that are already built and you still operate as an entrepreneur. They're not going to tell me what time to get there. They're not going to tell me how much work to do. They're not going to do any of that. They have the systems. They have the plan. They have the training. They have all of that stuff. Of course, you have to do your own due diligence, your own personal development. You do have to make your own investments. It's not like a job. But entrepreneur versus entrepreneur. An entrepreneur gets out here, and they build up all of the systems themselves, like everything. So... You got this pillow right here and an entrepreneur, I'm probably, I'm the person, I'm going to put this nice cover on this. The entrepreneur, bro, they finna put, they're about to go find whatever is inside of here, source it, get it shipped, figure out how to get it inside the pillow. Then they're going to go find this thingy on top that they want me to put on top of it. And then they're going to go find all the legal paperwork just like right here, like how you got to put, really they need to just put don't do stupid stuff on the tags, but then instead they say don't let children bite. They got to go do all of that stuff. I don't want to do all that. Listen, bring me the product and all that stuff already built. Bring me the systems. Bring me the training. And I'm going to come in and I'm going to make money. So that's what I learned from network marketing. And I was absolutely, I was great at network marketing. And then I I, got, I experienced my first network marketing heartbreak. And okay. Man, you know, you're in network marketing, and for those of you all that do not know, um, the company has a product, and usually it's a subscription-based product, and you come in, and you you can sell the product itself, or you can recruit other people to be your business partners as well, and then they can sell the product too, but the company that I was in, you didn't really have to talk to anybody at all to make any money unless you just wanted to because that was your skill set. So, yeah, man, that was my skill set. I was really good at that. Brought in a whole lot of people, made a lot of money, helped a lot of people. Then the business went backwards and lost a whole lot of bread. Talk about that, too. What what made the business go backwards? 
Um, the company had this humongous promotion and it was like really low costing. And when they ran the promotion, we brought my organization literally brought in like hundreds of people in the or in the business in like a month. Um, we were in one of the fastest growing network marketing companies in the United States. So did the infrastructure not hold up? The infrastructure did not hold up. All of that happened and then Bro, literally, like, they didn't have the system set up. So the next month, when it was time for people to pay their subscriptions, their car, everybody's cars was getting declined. My car Ooh. got declined. Everybody got, got declined pretty much. And, I mean, you can imagine how difficult it is to get an average human to pay some more money again after their car just got declined. They're like, look, they that was a sign from the Lord that, Bro, that was not a sign from God, bro. That was not a sign from God that you need to go work at Hardy's again, fam. That was not what that was. <laughs> I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what that was. Um, but, yeah, bro, that's what happened. And then I kept trying to try it again, but I could never get my footing back. Like, I just couldn't do it. And then I just, it was just a lot of betrayal going on. It was it was craziness. So I ended up getting a job at AT&T. Then I got fired from AT&T. And then I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> It didn't really suck. It didn't really suck. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't really suck that bad. And then I went back to doing, you know, network marketing for a very short period of time, like very short, like a month and a half. And then I was like, I'm not doing this. So then I started doing delivery driving. And I was like, this works. This brings in a good three, four grand, whatever. And I get to have the freedom that I want. So then after that, I was like, cool. And I did a, um, I started studying to become a realtor in Alabama. Oh but then God. I stopped. I stopped studying how to become a realtor in Alabama because I said, I don't want to live in Alabama. So oh, I just stopped don't going do to that. Don't do Child, like listen, that. it ain't for me. It's all right. It ain't for me, though. So I said, I can't do this. And I just never opened the book again because I was, that's the thing, bro. Your goals determine your actions. Your actions don't determine your goals. Your goals determine your actions. My goal was to not live in Alabama. So why would I pursue a realtor's license that I know I'm going to have to pay and invest thousands of dollars into to be successful only to have to drop that business and build up that same build up clientele in a whole nother state? Cause I know I don't want to live here. Oh yeah. You're going to be in Alabama if you get your realty license. Oh baby, I mean, you here, you're here. You're so I said, I'm not doing that locked in. So then somebody was like, why don't you just do home inspections? No, I was doing delivery driving one day and there was this woman named cousin Nita and she was talking about home inspections pause <laughs> bro i'm telling you man listen <laughs> i had i have from, had an entrepreneurial journey she was from the gump or something wasn't she talking about cousin Nita? bro i i don't know cleveland cleveland ohio she was from I'm cleveland cleveland <laughs> cleveland bro y'all shout out but continue no cap so i saw it and she she was like everybody trying to be realtors they don't know that they can make six plus figures being a home inspector i was like what <laughs> i said how do i do this i started searching stuff and i was I, everything was all good till I found out I had to go up under folks' houses and stuff. And I'm scared of animals and bugs and stuff. So I said, oh, I am too oh, pretty for this. Home inspecting for real. Oh, hell. Yes, you know what I'm saying? But it was cool, though, because I knew it was a lot of money. You can make like four, $500 per home inspection or more. So yeah. I built a home inspection company, literally. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, bro. I built a home inspection company, and I was like, eh. Yeah. All right, so before we get into the into insurance and all that good stuff, yeah. I need we need to do a top five. I don't know if Trent can hear me. A top five. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, what is top five? Top five. Top so five. I need to hear your top five speakers. Okay. You've been to a lot of conferences. You know, heard a lot of people speak. So who mm -hmm. are the top five speakers you've heard? Uh, top five speakers I've heard. Oh, my God. You're going to make me look through the notes on my phone or something. Oh, David M. Onita. Okay. David M. Onita. You guys have to look him up. His Spell his last name. I... M-O-N-I-T-E. Okay. Great, amazing speaker. Amazing teacher. Amazing mentor. Okay. All the way. Shout out to David. <sighs> Shout out to David. Um, um, Throw yourself in there, you feel me? I mean, I might. But look, no. No, no, no. <laughs> she no, said, no, I no. heard some real dogs. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm a real dog in these streets when it comes to speaking. Like, but, nah, man. Like, let me. So, I heard... Uh, they don't even have to be big names, you know. She over there cheating, Yeah, I'm definitely cheating. I'm just going through my faves type. Okay, I would definitely say David and Manitia is my number one. 
And then my number two is probably Eric Thomas. Um, I've seen him speak a few times. Oh, you seen him in person? I want to see yeah. him in person so bad. I rode in the car with Eric. For real? Yeah. yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> I listen to him like every day, damn dude. Are you serious? I Eric the long way. Bro, well, you have to go to one of his conferences. Do, his I tickets do. are like 250 Yeah, it's not that bad. Like, I just haven't had the time. Come I on, Jordan. Yeah, Make the to. time. I think I'm actually going to sign up for Game Changers or something. Definitely sign up for Game Changers. Game Changers is going to change the game. You feel me? Yeah. I but, uh, Eric Thomas got to go up there for sure. Yes. Um... Mm, 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 mm. Oh man, I really like listening to David Coggins. Okay, David. Look these folks up, man. David Coggins is dope. Maybe he have that one pet, uh, podcast. Um, or am I thinking about somebody else? I think you might be thinking about okay. somebody mind, else. Continue, continue. Um, man, that's the problem when you see a whole lot of speakers. You got a whole lot of names. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, look, we're just gonna stop. We're just gonna go for nah, the top. You get, nah, 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 nah. You finna grind <laughs> right, these out. Right, I got you. you I got you. I got these you. Up. No problem. Look, look. Let me open up the podcast app because you know I'm tapped in. Give me one woman that you've heard speak. And she Ooh, was doing her thing. one woman. One woman. Okay. One woman. Mm. Okay. Can I just tell you about like a very influential woman in business that I always listen to? Yeah, I shop with it. Okay, bet. Um, Kiana Watson. Okay. Kiana Watson is a um bro, she's she's wild. She did like fifty million or a hundred million this year with her real estate brokerage and it was the first year it's been open. Okay. She's dope. Black woman, black husband, developer. Okay. She's great. She's got some dope stuff. Um and another person that I really, really like, um Myron Golden. Myron Golden, he's a great one. Um, that's four, and then I got I got another one. I got a, I got another one for you. Don't even trip. I got you. Um, I think you at five, but you on the roll. So I'm at five. Was that five? David Coggins, Eric Thomas, the other David. Yeah, Myron and Kiana. Oh, great! That's five. Cool. I'm so dead. But all right, so we done. We got the top five out the way. So give me. The story about how you got into insurance. Okay, cool. So, at this point, I'm in Atlanta, bro. It's it's the beginning of November. Okay. And at this point, you know, washers and dryers are on back order. Okay. So, I didn't have my washer and dryer okay. in my dirty crib. as hell. Facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you nah. wasn't supposed to agree with me. You <laughs> <laughs> was not supposed to agree with me. Hey, man, look. It was a struggle out there. I used to have to pack my clothes up in, like, a little baggie, and I would go to my homeboy's house, a.k.a. Riyadh. He's the person that got me involved in network marketing, and okay. then he got me involved in insurance. Okay. So I'm at his house, and this man is sitting up here glued to the TV, and I'm like, are, are you on drugs? And, you know, is everything okay? He's like, man, this is crazy. We're watching it, and I'm just mind blown, cause I'd never, I'd never seen or heard anything like it. I thought, when you think about somebody selling insurance, you think about somebody with like some busted dress shoes and like I'm some dead. khakis. This nigga sitting at the uh, cubicle, sitting at the phone. cubicle, facts with a sweaty polo uh, on. I did not think that bad about the. I'm sorry, I did, here. child. <laughs> That's why I never did it. I said I ain't finna be no sweaty insurance agent. Boy, bye. I'm crying. So he showed it to me. And, you know, from reading Think and Grow Rich and from seeing my life, I have realized that, you know, su success means that you're, you know, it's the progression of a worthy ideal. So when I think about successful, um, you know, individuals, I was like, okay, well, successful people make decisions quick. Sadly, I'm known as a very quick decision maker, which scares people to death. Because I'd be like, okay, just quit the job today. It's just wild. I'm ridiculous. I feel it. So, I want to um, hear you complain about it. Oh, yeah, facts. <laughs> if I got to hear you complain about it like two times, I'm about to cut oh, you yeah. off. Oh, like, it's oh. done. So, bro, I'm not lying to you. He showed it to me, and that day I made a decision to not pick up any more marketing clients. I did not pick up any more marketing clients. I did not renew any of the contracts for my current marketing clients. I was done. Because you're not about to sit up here and show me something that is like network marketing on steroids, except I know I can make half a million dollars a year without ever telling anybody what I do. I was looking at the top producers' Instagram pages, $1.2 million a year, $1.3 million a year. And insurance. Insurance, bro. Mm. I go look at their Instagram pages. Their Instagram pages still have pictures from 2017. Mm. 
low key with it. Low key, bro. So I'm like, yeah, I got to do this. So I went and took my test. Well, I procrastinated the first month. After that, I went and took my test. I got my friends to take my test. I mean, I got my friends to take the test. Um, I ended up getting some of them put on it, put on this stuff as well. Okay. And I pretty much committed myself to it. Like, I still got some other things in the fire. But, of course, you can't just stop everything cold turkey. So okay. I'm letting those things. So slow down, slow down. So yeah. first, what's the name of your insurance company? So it's Family First Life is the company that I'm I'm affiliated with. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like the parent company type joint. 100%. So like what's the process for somebody who's interested in uh, going through you for insurance? If somebody wants to get to get insurance or to become an agent and make bread? No, let's start with somebody. Let's promote you first. Like who, what's the process for somebody who's in, interested in meeting your client? Easy. Since we're on this podcast, just hit me up on Instagram at I am J-A-I-D-A-S-T-E-E-L-E. On Instagram, it's my name. I am Jake Steele. All right, cool. So y'all heard that? You know, just hit her up on Instagram. She yeah, got you. Facts. All right. So now for the people that's interested in getting into insurance themselves, yeah, what's the first step for them to start on that journey? So just shoot me a DM at I am and I'll get like your your schooling, your training. I'll get you all that for free. Oh, okay, for sure. For it's like sure. normally three hundred, but I okay. got you. All right, see, hey, she's showing love for sure. She's yeah. showing love for sure. All right, so, like, when you started your journey, what was the hardest part with getting started for you? So, bro, patience. Patience, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to take your test. You, first, you have to study for the test. Then after you study for the test, then you got to take the test and pass the test. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you got to learn what the heck all this stuff means. Yeah. Then after that, you have to just work okay. and be patient. And and go, so crazy enough. Right now, my agency is on track to do three to five million dollars this year. Okay, big bag. You know what I'm saying? Ding ding ding! Big Duffel. bag alert. You know, so we definitely trying to carry around duffels. So, so the agency is on track to make three to five million dollars this year. Okay. Um, based on the projected numbers that I do every single week. Okay. For my agency, because I'm obsessed with the numbers. Okay. So, that, like... All right, so keeping it basic, though, for, like, people who are still trying to get into it. Yeah. What's some basic terminology, like, in the insurance game? So Whole life insurance. What's that? Whole life insurance means you have it for your whole life, literally. Then you got term insurance. Now, when you got term insurance, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a term. Essentially, you're renting insurance. But there are benefits to it if you have a person that actually cares about selling you good insurance. And they're not just in there for the commission. Got to watch out for those. For sure. So with term insurance, like, okay, Jordan, me and you, we're young. Mm -hmm. So we could get a term. We can also get a whole policy. We can also get that. But me and you can get a term policy right now that's $200,000, dollars $400,000. And, Jordan, we can pay less than $100 a month for that. So we get it cheaper because we're younger. Because we're younger and we're very healthy. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? You know, good bones. Black, yeah, no crack. That, All that. You, you hear me. <laughs> All that. So we can literally get a term policy right now for 30 years. If we die within that 30 years, our family is going to receive that 200 300 however much money we have. For sure. But what a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't like term because they're not, some of them aren't able to get what, what is called a return of premium. What's that? A return of premium means you didn't die, so all the money you paid into your insurance, we're just going to send you that money back. I need that. You need that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, you really need that. No, no I want that. No cap. <laughs> so that right there, whole life, term, whole life, you have oh, it for your whole life. Okay. There's no term on it. It's your whole life term there's a term 15 years 20 years okay. 30 years 17 years you know whatever whatever policy okay. it is so um, that you decide so to go with, with the term if that 20 years goes up you get your money N- if no. the no if you do a term policy where you say okay i want to do a 20-year term policy okay. if you live then you just lost all that money <laughs> oh okay so whole life is where it kind of rolls over uh-huh okay, you get to keep you. it because there's no there's no term it's just your whole life Okay, so is whole life the one where you start getting to, like, 70 and they try to buy that joint? Because I heard, like, yeah. they'll try to buy it, like, give you some money for it. If you hit, like, 60 or 70, you finna cash out. <laughs> well, 
Okay, so yes, it does build cash value. Okay. Um, but I, I haven't, I, I have not been in the industry for years yet, so I have not okay. heard of anybody trying to buy I'm it try yet. To cash that but, <laughs> but they do try to cash in though. Okay. People do, but it just depends on the type of policy you get, man. You got to okay. get a policy that's good for you. Okay, for sure. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know. That's why you got to be forward thinking though, because like people our age not worried about getting mm -mm. that. You know, oh, you know only eight percent of people. In the entire world, only 8% of people create goals, and only 7% of them hit them. That's sad. That's sad I know. For real. It's pretty trash. That's, That's trash as hell, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact most people under 30 right now not worried about life insurance. No, they're not. All right, yeah, we need to hop on that. We need to hop on that. Absolutely. 30 bucks. All right, Trent, you still there? Yeah, still here. Yep, he's still here. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. you can hop back in. Okay, but I mean, I didn't hear the stories about people like getting the wrong, or maybe not the wrong type of insurance, but like they not covered for like this one guy. I think he like got in an accident. He mm -hmm. wasn't covered. Mm -hmm. So I mean, he had insurance, but like his, he ain't get the his family ain't get the money to be able to pay for you know his funeral and all those other things. So. You know, what are some of the things that you would say, like, you got to have insurance-wise? I mean, the first thing that you need to do, do your research. You know, like, um, as a culture, we have a tendency to jump into things without looking to, looking into them first. So, Eagles. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, you got to yeah. do your research, you feel me? So, man, like, for real, please do y'all's research. And most importantly, work with somebody that, that shows you that they care about you. Um, I just recently had a client, and I had to let her know. Um, I she I straight up, I said, yeah, I'm not selling you this policy. And she was like, you're not going to sell me the policy? <laughs> what? I said, no, ma'am, I'm not selling you this policy because this policy is not in the best interest of you and your family. Now, if I would have just been there to get a commission, I would have said, yep, sign it up, baby. Let's go. Put your signature right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. You know? But I'm not even that type of person. Like, yes, I absolutely love chasing a good bag. I'm all about it. But I'm also always worried about what's in the best interest of the people that I'm working with. Um, so do your research, man, and read over the terms and conditions of what you're doing. Um, ask, ask the good questions. And always ask them, hey, do you have a brochure for this insurance policy? Um, okay. Um, can can I read over some of that before you sign don't don't be afraid to tell somebody, hey, before you uh before you put your signature on there, hey, um let me read this for about an hour. And I know that sounds crazy. Like it don't even sound crazy, but I know that sound like bro, that's being extra. No, it's not, bro. If you die right now, you putting your family in a position to get a hundred bands, two hundred bands, three hundred bands. You so lazy you can't read an hour, bro. You should be disgusting. I'm mean, bro, I'm embarrassed of you. So dude, there is like a fear of reading with some folks, and it's like I can't explain it. But I don't get it. I don't get it because I always loved to read, like even when I was a kid. Fat, but bro, we used to always be Jordan. Look at this book. You know what I'm like, saying? Folks don't like look at it as fun. I feel like that's one thing. It's like it should be, you know, it should be fun. Mm -hmm. You know, so I feel like uh, that's a lot. That's a whole another podcast. We ain't even going. Facts. <laughs> another podcast for another Alabama visit. <laughs> so yeah. So, I right, so you here in the Ville right now, I guess, mm -hmm. what are, what you got going on in the Ville as far as, like, I mean, you live in Atlanta, mm -hmm. you got some type of event going on, or, you know, you just, <laughs> no. hey, coming back to see your folks. No, bro, I had court. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I had not no crazy stuff, like, not no criminal <laughs> stuff, like, normal people court like stuff. Somebody. Man, no, like normal oh, people. Yeah, too many traffic tickets or something. Yeah, something That's like that. Year. You feel me? So oh, that was no. it. Like you know, normal court stuff. And um, then I, I mean, I have my, I have my insurance license. I'm a broker in multiple states, so I got my license in Alabama too. So I, you know, I looked inside of my CRM, a CRM, the for my entrepreneurs. That's a customer relationship manager. Um, that's where all of your customers are or all of your leads and things like that. 
You need a good CRM system once you get in a, like a business going. It's going to yes. save your life. You need a good CRM system. You are not lying about that. So through my CRM, I'm able to log in and I'm literally able to purchase information from people that they have submitted. So I literally buy leads. So somebody is literally going to, bro, we're going to send them something in the mail. Not even me, but the company. They're going to send them something in the mail. When they send them something in the mail, they're going to send it back, filled out with their information, saying that they're interested in life insurance. Mm -hmm. All I got to do is buy the lead. So when I looked and I saw that Huntsville had a crazy amount of leads, like Huntsville, Madison, Limestone County, I said, oh, baby, we about to get. Now she's shopping on Huntsville, y'all. She, <laughs> she, was, she was off on Alabama like 30 minutes ago. She we fake about, as hell. We about to get active, <laughs> you know. So I saw that the leads was busting out here. I said bet. So I bought like I bought some leads out here. Okay, for sure. And I had to go a little crazy. A little little thirteen in about five days. I said, that's cool. Wow, but you ain't shopping with Alabama. Oh no, you I hate it, it here. <laughs> hate it here. Don't do us, bro. Hate it. Hate it here. Hate it. All right, Trent. So I only got one more question. I'm gonna let you let you get it in for a second. All right. Oh, I mean, I thought he was going to ask you last question real quick. Oh, I thought he said he thought she was going to ask you one question. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can. Well, Jordan, you got to come a little closer, bro. Got you, you got, got you, you know what I'm saying? All right, you, you're so, pretty. They need to see you, bro. You know, you know. Pearly whites, pearly whites. <laughs> so, like, what's the what's the big goal? Like, what's the – I know you got big dreams, big mm -hmm. goals, but, like, how, how do you envision – I don't like to go too far out, like, your next five years. Oh, I mean, five years, I'll be 28 years old. Um, oh, you get old. Yeah, I'm man. Playing, I'm playing. Even though you're older than me, you know. <laughs> um, but I mean, this when my lease is up in Atlanta, I do plan on moving to Dallas. Um, really? yeah, yeah, man, Dallas. And if I like Dallas, I plan on staying in Dallas. I plan on having a family in Dallas, not in five years, not by a long shot, maybe ten, maybe twelve. <laughs> um, so yeah. And I, man, you know, I want to build th this year. I'm looking to build my, my agency up to about three to five million dollars this year. Um, and after I do that, I want to um, in 2023, I want to open up a home health care company in Dallas. And I want to get that home health care company. Um, to a point where it is self-sustaining, where I'm able to hire employees and different things like that so that they're able to run that business. A lot of people don't know it, but home health care is America's best-kept secret. You can literally build a million-dollar, yes, that's what I said, you can build a million-dollar home health care company with, like, five or ten clients. For sure. There is so much money, like, in taking care, because you're taking care of, like, the older, yeah. And, like, there's a lot, like, the... U.S.'s older population is growing like every year. Mm -hmm. like, it's it's a lot, mm -hmm. and the nurses need to get paid. Yeah, absolutely. And and a lot of people don't know it, but with a home health care company, we're just the people that put the nurses in place. So you might let's say that you're taking care of a child that has like a trait, um, and they they might not be able to like operate fully, um, or even at all. Well, guess what? Their insurance is going to pay for them to have a caregiver. And if their insurance pays for that, their insurance might literally pay 60 to to $100 an hour. If less, And just for simple math, this might not even be the correct numbers, but I know that the 60 to 100 is correct. So let's just, let's just use $100 just because I'm not good at math. If you have somebody, if insurance is paying your company $100 an hour, 24 hours a day that's, that's so much money that's two thousand four hundred dollars a day you feel that's me a lot of money in that industry like that and like daycare like money mm -hmm. is like it's up there like, it's up there i was just talking to a daycare owner the other day bro she makes like 60k a month and she's like yeah i started this last year oh no it's like that it's like, like that, it's like that. you got, know what i'm saying i got family members right now that just got into daycare up in New York, big mm -hmm. bag, like big bag. Immediate. Immediate. You know, so once I, I, I actually have, um, I'm very close with like three people that have home health care companies in Atlanta. And both of them been in operation like 
Five years less. Sure. Wifey got two Bentleys. Like, bro, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I like helping people, but I also like a whole lot of money. And I don't believe I'm in being dead. a broke. I don't be. In a, I don't believe in being a broke preacher. Nah, I don't you know what I'm saying? saying? That's dead. Yeah. I can't we even. We need. We need more good companies in that space because some of these companies ain't it. They a little iffy. Yeah, no, nah, they a little sketchy for sure. Absolutely. So, home healthcare company for sure. Um, and then after I start doing things with the home healthcare company, um, that'll be in 2023 or 2024. Um, I'll make that decision later. But after that, then that's when I'm gonna start. You know, really just expanding more into. Honestly, whatever shows itself to be the next best thing. I'm thinking tech or something like that. But, yeah, bro, like, by the time I'm 30 years old, yeah. You said I'm out the game. Yeah, we look, it's looking It's looking real chillish. It's real, looking real Drake-ish. It's looking real Drake-ish. Retiring Drake-ish. at 35. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? It's already funded. I ain't you know? mad at it. So, yeah, bro, that's, that's like my plan. And that ain't, I can't even tell you what's happening in the next five years because I can only go two years. Because I got sure. so much planned within two years where it's like. That's why I said I don't even want to go too far yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? My two year plan is probably my five. For sure. You know? For sure. So we underestimate what we can do in six months, but overestimate what we can do in a year. But you got to you gotta push it, though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm ready to fail in that first six months and get, you know what I'm saying? 100. Shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars. Chasing failure. Literally. Trent, where you at? So, hey, I want to ask you to just give, I mean, you didn't get plenty of advice, but like some advice for, I mean, your younger self. Mm. Um, yeah, just give some advice for your younger self, you know, so the people um, that might be listening can mm-hmm. take that as well. Talk to Lil Jada. I know, right? If I had to give my younger self any advice it would probably be mm. if i had to give my younger self any advice man it would honestly just be (laughs) right just grind just grind just focus like just grind just focus you know don't don't underestimate what you can do in a year because I did that. I underestimated what I could do in a year. I And because I underestimated what I could do in a year, the stuff that I'm trying to do by 25 could have been done now. Mm. Um. So if I had to give myself any advice, it would say think bigger, faster. And when I used to hear people say that, I used to be like, bro, you're crazy. I'm already thinking big, fast. No, I was not. Think bigger, faster. Because when, like, the definition of success is nothing except the progressive realization of a worthy goal. That is all the definition definition of success is. Bro. So you define that yourself for real. For- Man, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to, but you got to go after that. If you have a goal in your mind, if you're telling yourself that you want to make uh, I, I don't want to say no big numbers because folks not, might not think they big yet, but that's their business. Mm-hmm. If you're telling yourself you want to make $100,000 a month, $200,000 a month, mine is more like two, three $300,000 a month. If that's what you're saying that you want to do, then guess what? Think bigger, faster, because guess what? If I'm shooting to make three hundred grand, <laughs> I know I'm at least land on 225. So that means if I land on 225, that mean the next year I got to hit four. Way farther than it was before. You know I what I'm saying? I think, like, when I started valuing my time, I started thinking like that. Like, my goals got bigger, and it's like I was less afraid to fail because it was like my goals was all the way up here. So even if I mm-hmm. I shot short, it was like, when I look back, I was like, mm-hmm. dang, I actually came pretty far. But oh, I think yes. folks aren't valuing their time enough to understand that. Mm-mm. I need to make this now because I'm not trying to be working when I'm this mm-hmm. age. I'm trying to be spending time with my family. I'm trying mm-hmm. to be doing this. I'm not trying to be worried about money no more. You so. know some. I also think that um, young as well as old people, they they just don't think far enough. Um, like, they they genuinely don't think far enough. Like, I got friends now, you know, they're saying, girl, what? You you don't want to have kids to you, to you in your later 30s? You crazy. You're not even going to be able to run around with them kids. 
Bro, you're the one that's going to be fat, not me, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm so you know serious. what I'm saying? Like, I know plenty of 30-something-year-old folks that's straight. Like, I'll be bro, hooping with facts. them. I'll hoop with, like, some folks that's, like, 30-something. Facts. Straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be good. So, I know for me, it's just like, hey, I am not looking to have children at an early age because I'm focused on my purpose. I'm focused on my purpose. I'm focused on my vision. I'm focused on my money. I don't want to have children and have to tell my children we can't go do something because I don't have the bread. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I don't want to have to I was do telling that. Trent, like, working here has definitely made me, like, know that I don't want to walk in here and be, like, counting count my pockets. Like, trying yeah. to get something. Like, if I want something, I just want to be able to get it. Like, it's not, it's, I don't want to have to think about it. Yeah. Because you know I don't even saying? value money that much. I just value the freedom to do what I want when I want to. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So it's... Yes. You love, need to value love. the quality of what you're getting over, like, seeing the, the money, the tag, but being able to just be like, all right, yep. this is quality. Yep. I'm, I want that. Yeah. You know, y'all want to know something that, like, really kind of hurt me? I had, um around Christmas time, I had one wife coming here after her husband came in, checked us out. He was a black business, and, like, we had shopped with him. So he was coming here to check it out, you know, show some love. He left, and his wife came in and wanted to buy him a hat. Christmas, I was like, that's dope, you know what I'm saying? He's going to love that. She's like, he loves hats. He just likes to save money, this, that, and the other. She went through the whole process, picked him out of hat, this, that, and the other. Tell me why he found out, came in, and canceled the order because he didn't want to spend the bread or didn't want her to spend the bread. And I was like, I don't never want to be in a position where it's like, even my wife is, like, trying to get me something. And I'm, you know, mm-hmm. like, it hurt me because I'm like, I know you want it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you was just in here. You... Come on, bro. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's things like that that be like, yeah, I got to take care of this now. Yeah, 100%. It's like, a priority right now. Right now. And and I think that, you know, young people as well as older, think farther. Mm-hmm. Think farther than just what's in front of your face. For sure. Because what's in front of your face can change real fast. Like, figure out what you want. Don't be afraid to chase after what it is that you want because sure. um, when you're able to open up your mind to the possibilities. That's when I, I tell people all the time. I told one of my homeboys, my homeboy said he wanted to move. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, cool. You want to move? He said, yeah. I said, when you want to move? He said, I want to move in January. I said, at, at this point, it was like October, November. I said, okay, that's a little late notice. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. <laughs> but okay. And um, he said, but, you know, I don't, I don't really think I'm going to be able to have this and have that so I can move. I said, see, bro, that's your problem. You, instead of focusing on all the possibilities of what you can do to make that happen, you made the conscious decision to say, I'm not even going to open this up. But the same people that don't have belief, the same people that don't have no money, the same people that's stressed all the time, are the same people that's in church every Sunday. I don't know what prayers you're praying, but pray better. <laughs> no, have faith in them. Have you know, faith in what yeah. you're doing. You feel people, me? You got to take the risk and have faith yeah. in it. I think one of the realest things Eric Thomas said was like, it's not about the decision. It's mm-hmm. about the energy you give to the decision. Bingo. So it's like. The reason, first of all, that he was, it was so short notice was because he had been thought about it. He Facts. just finally worked up the courage yeah. to, like, speak it out. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is, like, half the time, it's not about the decision. Mm-hmm. It's about when you make a decision, mm-hmm. after you made the decision, are you going to, like, empower the decision? Are you going to walk in faith, like, mm-hmm. and keep giving positive energy to mm-hmm. it? Or are you going to sit there and worry about yep. every little thing you did after the decision? Yep. And when it fails, it's like... If you snowboard and you focused on trees, you're going to hit a damn tree. Bro, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're literally going to run into the tree and probably bust your head open, and now we got problems. And then then you're going to be like, snowboards are dangerous. So exactly. Snowboard manufacturers be tripping. Like, nah, yes. bro. Like, that was all you. It was. You, you, I, I genuinely feel like you have to give God room to actually move in your life. But if you hold, if every time you hold, no, you can't. It's a tree. Who gonna move? You know what I'm saying? Sure. You gotta give. You gotta give God room to move. And For once sure. you start giving God the universe, trees, whatever it is you believe in, once you start giving it, giving those things room to move in your life, that's when things are able to happen. Because God can't work miracles on nothing that you don't give God the availability to work a miracle on. All right, Jay, talk about it. Then. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's just real. So, so yeah, bro. Like, yeah. That makes me think about like when you like your back against the wall mm-hmm. and you gotta get something done, like you get it done. And it's mm-hmm. like you ain't got no choice. So mm-hmm. it, it can go the same way with this situation. Like mm-hmm. he 
you know, yeah, it's short notice, but I mean, mm-hmm. if you had to move within that time period, mm-hmm. you had no choice. You was going to find a way to make it happen. I mean, that's the mentality that it's got to be all the mm-hmm. time. Facts. And, and that's the same thing I was telling them, like, keep the faith in that. Like, don't change the date, bro. Let the date get there first and then change the date. You know, don't just change it off real. But now he is in a position to make that move because he said, you know what? I'm going to believe in what I got going on. And now, boom, guess what happened? I say, don't change your date. He get introduced to insurance. And now guess what? $8,000 a week. How many $8,000 weeks you going to have until you can move? Right. Look, four. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You feel me? So, yeah. So, yeah, man. Like, I just want people to just, whatever it is that you believe in, believe in it. Because you're going to have a lot of people around you that might not think at the level that you think it. And that's okay. But you can't let their lack of belief in your dream stop your belief because that your dream, your belief, it would have never got put inside your brain if you like, wouldn't have had, if it, it wasn't meant for you to do. If, if everybody could see your vision, would it even be your vision? It'd just no, be, it'd just it be just reality, be you know reality I mean? already. It wouldn't mean. Exactly. So it's, yeah. Whatever you believe it. in, it, the opportunity is going to come for you to make that worthy ideal come into the flesh. But first, you got to have it. First, it's got to be in the spirit. Then after that, it's got to be in the mental. Then after that, you got to put that bad boy in paper. And then after that, it can come out into the physical. Folks be missing out on the first three. I'm about to get you a church in this mug. Man, nah, listen, I might burn up in there or something. Don't oh, put dead, me in don't, there, fam. Don't say that. Heck no. Oh, man. Put me in there. Oh, oh no, man. no. Sharon, what else you got, man? I mean, I think that was my last question. I want you to go ahead and plug all your stuff. Yeah, um, people to know how we're Yeah, you already did a little plug, but, you know, plug everything. <laughs> Cool, man. So, I mean, I got social media profiles, but the only thing y'all need to know about is Instagram. Thank you. So, just go to I-A-M-J-A-I-D-A-S-T-E-E-L-E. Go there. I got, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I have not posted a whole lot in the last few months, but I'm about to get something back started, man. We got a lot of stuff cooking. I got a TV show in Atlanta. Um, I got another one. Are we cooking with Jada? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We're not cooking with Jada. This is not cooking with Jada. But I got a TV show, man. It's about to drop soon. And then um, I'm actually the host of another TV show that's about to be dropping soon. Either on, I I can't even say the network, but it's one of those. You know, it's a network. So just be on the lookout, man. So outside of everything else I do, that's coming. Be on the lookout for it. It's going to be dope. I'm literally interviewing um, some some of the dopest black entrepreneurs like around the United States. That's the first TV show. And then the second TV show, man, we got some cooking. I'm about to be I'm about to be showing y'all, you know, how to date better. Lord you know? have mercy. It's a yeah. I'm about to show y'all how to date better, show oh, y'all how yeah. to balance y'all's masculine and feminine energies a little bit better because y'all dudes ain't acting right and y'all women, oh, y'all man. suck too. <laughs> oh, so that, as long as they suck too, we cool. Oh, we, they both, do. we both ain't shit. We all suck. <laughs> Let's yeah. be clear. We, we all do. We ain't shit yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, tap in. We got some cool stuff coming, man. If y'all want to work with me, please DM me. Dude, I can see you hosting like a speed day and seminars and shit. Bro, I should definitely host it. I'm going to be like. <laughs> I feel like that would be a fun event. Bro, facts. I'm going to be like, be wow, you don't know your love languages? You got to go. You, gotta you know go. what I'm saying? So, so yeah, we got dope things coming. If you want to work with me on the insurance side, whether it's becoming a client um, so that you can actually get something that's suitable for your family and actually make sense for you, um, or if you actually want to make some extra bread, even part-time, like, it's people making it's people making ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand part time. Tap in. So yeah. tap in, broke boy. Or if you got money. <laughs> or if you got money too. Oh, you tap more, in too. Yeah, yeah man. All right, y'all. So this was the all in audio experience. Trent, you got anything else? Hey, that's it. That's it. Keep going all in. Yes, it's all in. Y'all like, share, and comment. Y'all tap in with Jada for show. Yo, yo. yo. All in audio.